Hello, and welcome to episode 97 of The Modern Manager. I'm your host, Mamie Canfor-Stewart. If the sound quality is a little bit different from normal, it is because I'm not recording in my typical studio during coronavirus. I am practicing social distancing, and my family and I are doing okay, and I hope that you are also safe and healthy. The conversation you're going to hear today was scheduled to air in a few weeks, but the topic seemed really on point and highly relevant, even though I recorded this a number of months ago. My guest is Diane dolphy Offit. Diane founded Soda Pop Public Relations in 2011 with the goal of doing great work for great people, as well as creating a healthy and fun culture for her team. Soda Pop specializes in media relations, influencer relations, events, and partnerships for food, beverage, and lifestyle brands. Over the last eight years, Soda Pop's personalized, honest, and creative approach has launched over 40 products, managed over 50 influencer campaigns, brokered more than 100 partnerships, and produced over 90 promotional events, resulting in over 7 billion impressions. Diane and I talk about a really difficult moment that she had in her business a number of months ago and how she approached it with her team what information she shared and when, how she empowered the team and was vulnerable with them, basically how to lead through a moment of crisis, which is why I thought it would be particularly on point for right now when a lot of us are experiencing a lot of uncertainty. Now, before we jump into that conversation, a warm welcome to Maggie B to the Modern Manager community. Stay tuned at the end for more information on the benefits of becoming a member. Also, I have created a ton of resources to help you manage the disruptions to your work life, specifically through this lens of social distancing, which is different from the typical work from home and remote teaming advice. There are two free guides available. There's last week's podcast episode and two webinars with a small fee to get the replay. And all of those things can be found on my website at mamieks.com. And the direct links to each of those are in the show notes. Now here's my conversation with Diane. You're listening to The Modern Manager, a podcast dedicated to helping you be a rock star boss with a thriving team. Whether you're looking to upgrade your meetings, cultivate your team, or grow as a leader, this podcast is for you. Now here's your host, Mamie Canfer-Stewart. Thank you so much for joining me today, Diane. I am excited because you are my first coaching client that is coming on the show to share your experiences and stories as a manager. And this is like a very cool thing. This is so cool, Mamie. Thank you for having me and also for all of your guidance over the last year and a half. I'm so excited to, to connect with you today in this manner. Me too. And I have to give you a personal shout out right now because you are an awesome example of a Rockstar manager. You work so hard on your own self and your leadership style and how you think about and work with your team. And so you are just a role model and a shining star of the kind of person that I hope is listening to the show and is thinking about how do I take what I'm learning and put into action. So kudos to you. Thank you. <laughs> that, was, that was lovely. Thank you so much, Mimi. You're welcome. All right. So the reason that you are here sharing your story today is because recently, well, I guess maybe not so recently at this point, but a number of months ago, you went through a really tough moment with your business and it really impacted how you had to approach your team. And I wanted you to share your story and your learnings and your experiences. So can you maybe start by just giving us a quick overview of what happened? Yes. So. 
we lost our largest client. They gave notice and said that they would not be renewing our contract for 2020, which was, you know, a, a big, not quite a shock, but definitely had huge ripple effects throughout the company. We had been partners for eight years. I had worked with them for 10 years and we had been steadily increasing our scope. And the last two years of our partnership, we had increased it greatly, which really meant that with that steep increase, we were really at capacity with work and stress. And I lost focus and really stopped acquiring new business. So we were left with not only, okay, this is really happening, but then I realized because of the output and really I was at capacity, not focusing on that really made a stressful situation even more stressful because I realized, okay, now we now get, I need to get down to business and you know, can I stay in business? Really harsh realities that I had to face really within a moment. And what were some of the implications, right? Like we had talked about you know, some of the challenges of when you lose a customer and the instability that you feel, but what were some of the specific challenges that you were concerned about with your team and kind of how the loss of this client was going to impact them? Yeah, well, it's important to note that we're a small business. So at the time we had five full-time, not including myself and two contractors. And in the contractors, I was able to giving significant business because again, we had a huge scope of work with this particular client. So, you know, my philosophy is you're only as successful as your team and the people you surround yourself with. So this was a huge gut punch. And I realized, okay, what is this going to mean for the team and staffing? Am I going to have to make some harsh calls here? And I think that when you're faced with a huge change like that, or the reality that it's time to change, you know, especially as the founder and the owner and all the stresses that come with that. You know, I had a lot of thoughts that went through my head, you know, should I restructure? Should I shut down? Should I go in house somewhere? Should I fly solo? Should I take a few years and just, you know, be with my son? A lot of things went through my head. And I think the biggest thing is the biggest change for our team and staffing was what decision was I going to make? It was a big one. And when I took the I out of it and I considered all of the options, the thing that kept on coming back to me is we built this together and we will survive together and we will thrive together. I truly care about my team. And really the question was, was this something they were going to be on board with? Because when you know they understood the financial ramifications of this, so you know, it, even though... I was potentially putting them in a vulnerable position. I felt really vulnerable because I thought, will they stay on board? You know, what is this going to mean to them? Because, you know, those of us who are managers, you're going to have team members who potentially are already maybe looking for other positions or, you know, maybe daydreaming about what their side hustle could be, all of these things. So it was a myriad of crazy thoughts that went through my head. And, um, you know, the funny thing was I even consulted several people and a majority of them, uh, you know, other founders, managers, more senior people, uh, colleagues, and a majority of them said, you should lay off your staff, take a beat and really think about yourself. And it just didn't feel right to me. So the biggest change at that time was, what was I going to do? Was I going to fight? Were we going to fight to keep things afloat? Or was I going to be thinking about what do I really want to do separate from this company that, that we had built and that I had built over the last eight years? I think it's so interesting that people told you to just take a pause and like let your people go because that's not the conversation that we had, right? Do you remember what I said? 
Yes, that is not what you said. Yes, that is not. Well, you and I think because you and I had had so many conversations about my team and how important they are to me. And, you know, you knew that I was constantly trying to find ways to better manage them. I think that what it really was, and here's when I look back on it now, I think when you are faced with a crossroads situation in life, you have, you know, the positive bird on one shoulder and then maybe some negative birds on the other. And sometimes you may be attracted to people who are maybe overwhelmed and wish they would have done that or didn't do that. And I think at the time I was tested because I was definitely attracted to a few people that they're amazing people and I still consider them great mentors and people to, to speak with, but where they're at in their life and where I'm at are two different places. And they didn't have the team that I have. My team is fantastic and they care and they work so hard. So it's a lot harder to... <laughs> think of yourself when you have people who have given so much of their time and their talents for your business, you really have to think about those people individually. So yeah, it is funny that that happened. But now looking back, it kind of makes sense to me. I was tested and you know, I, now I know I made the right decision, but it's easy to be tested in those moments. So clearly you did not lay up all your staff. But what did you tell them? Like, how did you talk to them about this moment of uncertainty and ambiguity where you were still trying to figure out exactly what to do and what was really even possible, right? And how, and you had a little bit of runway, but not that much. Yeah. Yeah. I had a short runway for sure. Well, so I got the news on a Thursday, immediately had a little vote moment, if you will. (laughs) I called my husband and said, we're going for margaritas got all of the emotion out over the weekend. It took the weekend to collect myself. I drafted my thoughts, my new mission statement, because I wanted to make sure what I was saying was clear, concise, and factual. And I shared the news with the team that Monday. I was 100% transparent down to the dollar amount of money we had in the bank, how long it would last, how many clients we need to acquire to keep things moving. So that those were the facts, right? And those are important things to share. But With my team, I also knew that sharing, being very real about how this affected me personally and how it could affect them personally was really important. So during that mission statement speech, (laughs) I said, you know, one of the things we need to promise one another is we're very upfront because I also want you all to do what's best for you. I talked to each of them individually after that, and I made sure to give them, (laughs) I wanted to give them an option to not feel is if, if this wasn't something that they wanted to do, meaning let's band together to rebuild this company, that that was okay. That I wouldn't judge them. They wouldn't be part of the soda pop alumni. It's just, you know, it, it takes a certain kind of person and you have to want to do it. So those are the things that I did. Very factual based, but make sure to talk to them as humans and, and let them know, you know, this is significant. And I didn't want to downplay it because, you know, those were the facts. And how did people respond? They responded beautifully. I am still humbled by it. I think that, you know, we did have one team member who decided to move on. And funny enough, she was the one team member who did not work on that business. But I think that it also gave her, she had been looking for something new for a while. And I think was really staying because of the team, not so much for what she wanted personally in her career, but really the rest of the team, I I think the approach, and I have a visual of the look on their faces, 
it was a mixture of we're in this together slash I kind of want to think about this. And I really appreciated that. And I appreciated how honest we were. One of my contractors, she's also a mom. And, you know, I remember her and she's just such, she's just such a baller. I love her so much. And she isn't one to tend to get emotional in that way. And she looked at me saying, wow, you know, I know how tough this is. I, I know that this is a tough decision that you're making. And that really helped too, because I didn't feel alone in making the decision. I knew that individually, each person at that table, regardless, respected how I approached it. And in those times, you know, you have to toughen up. You are the leader and they need to know that you're rock solid in your approach, even if that rock solid is being vulnerable, saying, I don't 100% know how this is going to end up, but I know what my intention is and I know what I'm going to do to ensure that this is a positive outcome. But it was. It's still even talking about it, honestly, Mamie, because what I do for a living is so personal to me, it still brings up those emotions of it, um, the visual of it. Like, and I'll, I'll always remember the look on all of their faces when I shared the news. Well, I want to reiterate and just kind of go back to something that you just said, because I think it's really important and I don't want to rush past it, which is that sometimes the way to be rock solid is to be vulnerable is to show that you don't have all the answers and you do have emotions and this is hard, but that you have clear intentions and you are going to work as hard as you can to get the team and the business there. And that is not easy just in general, like not even talking about as an entrepreneur, but just when you're with the team, right? It's hard sometimes to show strength and that vulnerability at the same time. And the way that you did that was so beautiful. So I just wanted to double back on it. Oh, thank you. Well, yeah, thank you for that. And I think for anybody listening who, you know, is going through something similar or will, that it is your team is looking for a person to respect and to follow that is resilient. And I really think that resilience to become resilient, you've probably been very vulnerable throughout your life, you know? And so I think to, you know, looking back on how life works, you know, everything that I'd been through in my life leading up to that conversation helped me have that conversation. So, you know, it's really interesting how things tie together. And when you're sitting in a professional setting and you realize, wow, you know, everything that I've been through collectively in my life is really serving me you know, at the moment. So, You've made your initial communication and people now know what's going on and you have a clear mission to get more business. How do you keep up the motivation over the next couple of weeks and months and how do you rally the troops to keep going as work is winding down and there's this sense of uncertainty? Well, the first thing I did was I let go. I imagined the worst case scenario. (laughs) I made peace with it. I buried it and I said, all right, it's time to move on. (laughs) And that really helped me because when you look at what the worst case scenario is, for me, it was easier to go through and figure out how we were going to solve these problems when I knew that even if we didn't, we'd all be okay. So I didn't hold on tightly that I had to figure it all out or every single call that we had, we had to secure new business. I wanted to go through it, follow the energy of it. I'm getting a little woohoo here, but it was important. 
So once I did that, then I realized also I needed to study up. I, I didn't have the tools fully to go through a transition like this. So, and I found this great book called Managing Transitions by William Bridges. And the biggest thing that I learned that helped me was that the hardest part of any big shift or change is that neutral zone, the middle zone, because we don't know what's going to happen. And often that's when people give up, psych themselves out, maybe have a breakdown, do negative things, fall into bad patterns. But if you can survive that neutral zone, it's going to be okay. So when I knew that, I just said, okay, we're going to focus on the small things, the day-to-day things that we can do to get us back on track. Yesterday is gone. We don't know what the future is going to bring, but we know that if each day, each minute, each hour, (laughs) we're doing something that will help get our name out there, attract new clients, then we're doing our job. Focus on the small things and then obviously making sure that the the clients that we still had on retainer, we were servicing them. They're never going to know that this ripple happened. And, you know, we have to, we have to keep up appearances, if you will. You know, that was really important. And that book was, was a great guide for me. We also immediately implemented new business. I kind of want to say war room huddles where we blocked off one day a week for multiple hours and we shared leads, learnings, and we really just blocked out that time for outreach. That's not something that I'd done in the past. And, you know, I, I, I knew that we're not going to attract new clients, win new business if we don't make it a priority. And that's something we do still to this day. It's it's very important. It's within our week and we really try to protect that time. And then also when the news came in, I was putting, I host a yearly retreat for my team and I was putting the final touches on planning. And instead of canceling due to saving budget, I knew that we had to keep the retreat. I scaled back a bit and I changed the itinerary and the whole goal was bonding and (laughs) having one hell of a time together because I knew we needed that. And, you know, what's kind of cool is before going on that retreat, we had a few hot leads and proposals out, but we hadn't secured new business. So, you know, there was part of me prepared that this would be the last time this core team was together in this manner. And within a week of that trip, we secured two new clients, solid new clients, retainer clients, and that gave us just the boost that we needed. So great momentum, and it was a really rewarding moment for all of us. So I want to break that very long and amazing explanation down for a second. So this book, Managing Transitions, and the concept of the neutral zone, did you share that idea with your team or did you ask them to read the book or give them an article or just kind of take the lessons and share the lessons? How did you communicate that to everybody else? I did. I shared the lessons with them. Okay. Second question, the war room new business (laughs) idea. So this is such a cool idea because you had... I think what you're saying is that previously getting new business was on you, which was why, you know, as you got busier with your clients, you had less and less time to do that business development piece of it. And now you're sharing that responsibility with the whole team. And it sounds like it's working really well and that you're continuing to do it because it's working. Yeah. And, you know, I, there were team members who did outreach and they were a part of our new business, but we really didn't have a solid new business plan. And I think because of the amount of work that were on, was on their individual plates, I don't know if they understood really how important it was. So it was definitely, I took the lead on it, but it wasn't something that we implemented like part of our routine, which is now 
part of our routine and I realized how important it is to grow business. I mean, lesson number one, and here's the thing, of course, bringing in new business should be a number one priority for all businesses, no matter what the size is. But when you're a small business, it can be a challenge. And I, I don't think enough people talk about that. You know, you're, you have limited resources. Well, and I would say that on top of that, it's hard sometimes as a manager to give that kind of responsibility to the team, right? Like I can imagine that with a different group of people, they would feel like, oh, isn't this your job? I didn't sign up for this kind of work. I just want to do the creative. And I could imagine that for other managers, they would say, this is too important. I can't hand this over to the team. Like this is my job. So there's a real magic that happens when the manager or the, you know, the business owner says like, hey, this could actually be better if we have all of our brains on it. And for a team to say like, yeah, I'm up for trying to figure out this big, hairy problem that businesses mm-hmm. face about getting new business. Absolutely. And also to why it was so important is, is it banned us together. It was like, we're the underdogs now and we have a mission. And that was the energy and the vibe. And it was so cool to be a part of. And it's still so cool to be a part of. And and since then, we have implemented where we have, we've taken our team and half the team has a new business focus and half of them have a marketing focus of the company. So our collective efforts, we have a main mission and goal, but we're trying to diversify, really um, leaning into individual team members, kind of what their skill set is and what they're most comfortable with. Awesome. And then lastly, I just want to make a note again that you kept the team retreat, even though it was going to be an expense and saving that money could have given you more runway. Again, like this is what great managers do. They look at the situation holistically and say, what is really needed? And you saw that the time together that the treat was going to provide, the feeling of being invested in the people there was really important. So again, kudos for being an awesome manager and making a choice there that put the team first rather than You know, some might say you put the team before the business, but honestly, I feel like when you do that, that's what makes business work. Mm -hmm. I couldn't agree more. (laughs) Okay. You know, one of the things that we had talked about previously when you were going through this was how you love your team and all the things that you had done up until this point to create that solid foundation so that you trusted the team could handle this. So are there a few things that you would point to that you had done before this whole big, crazy moment? but things that you had done previous to show that you were invested in the team and to cultivate the people to be that solid foundation? Yeah. Well, you know, first it's, it's the sum of a lot of parts. Uh, And I think first and foremost, treat your team like humans with care, kindness, and with radical candor, because that can go a long way. I think that allowed me a lot of currency going through this, this transition and really similar to learning. It's the day-to-day efforts that will help you survive a transition. It's those small day-to-day things that you do as a leader that build trust over time. A small thing is say good morning and good evening each day. You know, especially if you're not in the same workspace or if you're coming in, sometimes, you know, managers will have different hours. They come in a little later, a little earlier. Just a good morning, how is everybody? That just sets a tone that's so important. Take time to get to know them. Don't be afraid to give real-time feedback. You know, I don't save my feedback for when we get together yearly, we're just continually to having um, one-on-ones. Also, if you do some of the dirty work yourself, you know, I learned a long time ago, never ask somebody to do something that you're not willing to do. I think that that gains respect with your team. 
and then also have fun. We, we go on outings and dinners and happy hours and lunches together. We have a team lunch every week. It's just, just be human. I'll go back to the top. Just treat them the way you would want to be treated. So well said. All right. So I'm sure everyone is dying to know where things ended up. So, you know, where are you now? Okay. This is so exciting. So much better. Yes, we are still in rebuilding mode, but we are so excited for all the new opportunities. I think it's given each team member the confidence to be stronger and bolder in what they do. I have seen the growth over the last six to eight months is more than in some of my team members who have been with me since day one. It's so rewarding to watch. Um, We're closer as a team. And I think because we know we band together and we, you know, we're doing okay. We launched a consulting and coaching arm of the business. One of the cool things that came out of this is we were reaching out, introducing ourselves, saying, hey, you would love to chat. Are you looking for PR? Let's get to know one another. But there are a lot of amazing brands who just don't have the budgets to invest in larger monthly retainers or yearly scopes. So we decided to launch a coaching and consulting arm for those businesses until they can kind of build up to you know, hire a full-time team. Hopefully we would be that team. And really personally, I think I'm a better leader for it. For the first time, you know, I faced losing my company and instead of getting you know, desperate, I focused on the things that we could do better so this wouldn't happen again. And I'm also setting clearer boundaries with existing and potential clients, you know, working smarter and even, you know, oddly enough, saying no to opportunities that are coming in, even though that budget would be really nice. I'm looking for the long-term fit. So I'm really still being as thoughtful as I was before things got a little hairy. (laughs) That's so exciting to hear. And if I remember correctly, everyone else on the team stayed and it's still there now. Yep. We're all here. And like I said, we, we did. Um, one of my contractors moved on and one of our full-time team members did. But, you know, they're still part of the collective uh, alumni and we are such a small, mighty, strong team. And I'm, I'm very fortunate in that these women didn't give up and fought. And yeah, Soda Pop is thriving. So where can people learn more about you and Soda Pop PR? Oh, absolutely. We're on Instagram at SodaPopPR is our handle. And you can head over to our website, um, www.SodaPop-PR.com. If you ever want to say hi, if you're interested, I would also, if anybody else has experienced this or would love to hear from any uh, listeners who maybe we share a similar story, obviously, if you're looking for PR support, we're here to help as well. Amazing. Thank you so much, Diane. I know this was not the easiest thing to talk about and it was a very trying time for you. So thank you for sharing your story with all the listeners. Thank you, Mamie. Again, thank you for this opportunity. And really when I was going through this, I was searching for, you know, somebody else who'd been through this and I had had trouble finding a a like-minded story. So if this just helps one person going through a difficult transition, that would be so awesome. And you are a rock star manager. You're just a rock star, Mamie. Ah, thank you. (laughs) I hope that conversation gave you some ideas and maybe even some confidence for how to get through the moment that we're in right now. There are two bonuses I want to mention. 
The first is that I personally am offering a free coaching call to members of the Modern Manager community who are at the novice level or above. I want to be able to help you on the specific challenges that you have during this really crazy time. Or if you're listening to this months later, wherever you are in your life, I want to help you. So if you would like to get that one-on-one time with me, become a member and book your spot. Second, Diane has offered a discount on Soda Pop's coaching and consulting services for PR. So to get that, again, you just need to become a member and you get both of those bonuses plus a whole lot more. Go to mamieks.com slash join. As usual, all the links are in the show notes and they can be in your inbox if you subscribe to my newsletter, which you can do at mamieks.com slash podcast. Thanks again for listening. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Until next time. Meetings are one of the most critical components of healthy collaboration, and teams are at the heart of how we work. Meteor helps you use your time in meetings productively, build healthy relationships with your colleagues, and move work forward. To learn how we do it, visit meteor.com. That's M-E-E-T-E-O-R.com. You've been listening to The Modern Manager. You're already becoming a rock star boss of a thriving team. I can tell. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player and join the mailing list at mamieks.com slash podcast. That's M-A-M-I-E-K-S dot com slash podcast to get show notes and other special content delivered directly to your inbox. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.